Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, the Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer. And today's podcast is brought to you by my essential equipment guide to getting started with a podcast. If you're starting a podcast or getting started with a podcast or need some uh, tips on which equipment you need to get for your podcast to get it started and boot it up. You can go ahead and get my essential equipment guide. It is, uh, of course, on my website at theshanman.com, or you could just head on over to shanman.tips slash quickstart and download that guide today. So today we are going to be talking about podcast editing and how much podcast editing is too much editing whenever you're in the process of producing your actual program itself. This topic has been brought up because I continue to see this topic um, discussed, debated, whatever you want to call it, in social forums, whether it be on Reddit, Facebook, or just in basic Google searches, and people want to know how much editing is too much editing, all right? Now, what I want to try to convey to you, obviously, is basically philosophies. There's going to be many different philosophies on podcast editing. All right. And you're going to see when you jump into YouTube that there are many tutorials on YouTube that talk about podcast editing. And typically those tutorials are all about uh, getting started and editing your podcast in a specific program. So likely there's going to be the programs that you're going to be using that I call them the top three. There might be different podcast editing platforms, or I'm sorry, different audio editing platforms. We'll just call them DAWs because that's what I refer to them as. So there's different DAWs that you're going to be using. And the top three DAWs that are out there are obviously Audacity, which can be used for PC and Mac. It's a free piece of software where you can use it for editing. Then there is GarageBand for Mac only. And then there's Adobe Audition, which can be used for PC and Mac only. And then if you can go down the road uh, with, you know, using iPad apps or whatever it may be. But we're just talking about these top three, all right, these top three. And I'm not going to get into the details and the specifics of each and every DAW, but what I want to get into is basically the philosophy. Now, let's talk about what do you mean by philosophy? So as I have gone through different uh, forums online, I have seen people say, oh, you know, someone who doesn't edit out uh, all the filler words within a podcast, they don't edit out dead airspace, they don't edit anything out, they just leave it as raw that's some that's someone who's just lazy. And so when I see someone write something like that, to me, I don't know I, I can't judge them based on what they believe in their philosophy, but it's not my philosophy. Because what I believe is that when I leave something that is more organic within my podcast, where I leave in filler words, I leave in dead airspaces, I would call them pregnant pauses. When I leave those things in my podcast, it adds to a little more flavor of what the podcast is all about. We have to remember that we, as people who listen to pieces of content, we hang on all kinds of words. We hang on specific words, right? We hang on pregnant pauses. Sometimes pregnant pauses lend itself to the mood of the actual podcast itself. If I leave in filler words such as um and uh, that sometimes, for me at least, that is more of a live feel when it comes down to the consumption of the podcast. I want someone to know that I went in and I started recording my podcast and I just did it in one take. I talked about this in 
uh, briefly in my episode with Jimmy Wisman, and we talked about how we're just doing one-take Charlies on these podcasts, and if there's mistakes, hey, they exist inside of the podcast. That's just the way this is. I treat, I treat podcasting like live radio. Now, when we talk about these different philosophies, these philosophies will vary based on the type of podcast that you're going to be doing. So the different types of podcasts that do exist in the marketplace will vary wide and tall, all right? So you're going to have, obviously, your typical podcast that might be more like a radio show. It's maybe you doing a solo podcast, very similar to what we're listening to right now. You doing a solo podcast, sharing your thoughts, recording them, and then publishing publishing them out. That might be... You know, that's the type of podcast that you want to do. Then there is more of the storytelling, or I would like to call it the journalism side of podcasting. And within those types of podcasts, we have people who are not only capturing multiple pieces of audio, but they are also sending that audio to a team of editors. Maybe not just one, maybe it's multiple editors. And those editors grab those pieces of audio and they piece them together to create the best type of program, something that is consumable, something that tells a story really well. So it really is going to depend on your philosophy. Now, there's many different other styles of podcasting that exist out there. Maybe there's, uh, you, if you wanted to call it a style, maybe there's guest style podcast where it's you and a guest, and that's more like radio style, right? But I just look at it as like the two, all right? I look at it as like doing radio style podcasts and then I look at uh, I look at a journalism style or storytelling podcasts. Now, how much editing is too much editing? Well, let's first focus on the, let's focus on the person who would say that someone who does not edit their podcast is lazy. Of course, I would disagree with that. But the person who is saying that you have to edit Everything out inside of a podcast, edit all the little spaces, the dead air, the filler words, the repeated thoughts, whatever it may be. That person, maybe, maybe they're just over editing too much. What I've learned in my time of doing radio is that you have to do one take Charlie's and one take Charlie's come with imperfections. If you were to look at this in the podcasting sense and I were to do a one take Charlie podcast and that person were to say, I'm going to edit out every space, every um, every uh, everything. To me, I would say you're over editing your podcast. You're doing too much editing in your podcast. There is something that is weird online with podcasters where they feel it is like a rite of passage in order to spend as much time in their DAW, audio editing software, their digital audio workstation. So they're spending too much, they're spending all this time in the DAW and it's like a rite of passage. They like to share everything online saying like, well, I decided to go ahead and take out all the background noise of this particular piece of audio because I found it too distracting. Now this is very, very subjective. Because what one person hears as background noise, as a distraction, another person might hear as uh, 
ambient noise. So it really is going to be based on your philosophy. In the past, when I have done podcast interviews, I have done them at people's houses and you can hear a garbage truck in the background. (laughs) You know, to me, that is ambient noise. You're hearing the environment within itself where it adds to the flavor of the podcast. So for me, I don't necessarily feel that I need to take any of that out. What goes into the microphone has to come out at some point. I think there is a false sense of recording with podcasters because they feel it has to be done exactly in a studio or that the room has to be completely sound treated. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that you should have some sound treatment. But as you hear and listen into this podcast, I'm recording it in an office where there is tile. I have block walls. I have some sound treatment on the on the uh, walls. But it still does not eliminate the echo. This is just the nature of what my podcast sounds like. And if one person wants to criticize me for the sound of my podcast, I'm not the person that they need to be listening to. They may say that it hurts my credibility. Okay, maybe it does hurt my credibility to some degree. But I know one thing for sure. I know that when it comes down to editing my podcast, I'm not focusing on every single piece that is going to take up too much time. The average time that I have asked, well, I've asked people on a survey on my email list, I've asked them, how long does it take for you to edit your own podcast? And because those people are not as seasoned in a DAW, they will say anywhere between three to six hours for one podcast. And that podcast could be anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes. And to me, that is just far too long. It takes, that's too much time to edit a podcast. 40 minutes long to spend like six hours. That's just, to me, impossibly too long. You could be spending far more time researching and developing more content for your podcast channel to get more subscribers. So it's really going to depend on the philosophy of what you want to edit. So let's look at Oh, the way that I edit podcasts, all right? I edit typically, number one, I edit for content. I don't edit for ums. I don't edit for us. I don't edit for for dead air. I edit for content. And when I mean that I edit for content, I'm typically editing, say, a larger portion of the audio that may not relate to the main point that I might be uh, discussing or the main point has gone off the rails and I may save that portion of the audio as bonus content because maybe it was interesting enough but not in the moment of what the conversation was all about within the actual podcast itself. So I don't spend all this time editing for ums and uhs. That is not editing to me. That's just being anal retentive and obsessive compulsive, if you ask me. If you have this disorder, I recommend that you try and get out of it. Because you have other things that you're trying to do. You're trying to grow the podcast to get more listeners. You're trying to grow the podcast so you can get more website visitors. You're trying to grow the podcast maybe to monetize. And when it comes down to you editing the podcast and you're spending 
unnecessary amounts of time looking at these inconsequential pieces of content, you're really holding yourself back, if you ask me. So I edit, number one, I edit for content. That's the first thing that I do. And the way that I edit for content is typically inside the actual recording itself. So like right now, I am recording this directly into Adobe Audition. And as I record it into Adobe Audition, if there's an area where I may want to take out a piece of audio or maybe there's something that I don't want to exist in the audio, maybe I've lost my train of thought and I've gone onto a tangent, I utilize a tool inside of Adobe Audition on the keyboard itself, and I use the letter M. The letter M stands for marker. And what happens when you press the letter M inside of Adobe Audition is that you set a marker within the actual DAW itself where you see a dotted line from the top to the bottom of your DAW, and it will mark that spot as a point of importance for your podcast. So as opposed to you going in, recording the podcast, and not doing anything, not being an active podcaster. This is what I talk about being active, an active podcaster. If you're not being an active podcaster, then you've got to go back and you've got to listen to all of that audio. There are some people who are out there that will write the time codes down in the actual raw piece of audio. But to me, I try to stay focused inside of what the conversation is all about. So the editing tip here is to press the letter M and be an active podcaster. If there's something that you think might be of importance, I utilize it as a marker to say, I either want to take that piece of audio out or I use the marker to say, that is an important piece of audio that I want to share with my audience in some short way, shape or form. Maybe I'm going to use it as an audiogram. Maybe I'm going to use that quote as an actual visual quote on Instagram. But utilizing the letter M while you're podcasting can solve so many problems when it comes down to editing for content. So I utilize that liberally. Not too much, like I would say liberally, not, but not to the point to where you're just seeing a bunch of markers in your final recording or in your recording that you're doing because then you can get lost and then you can be like, well, what is this, what is this marker for? So I would say liberally for me is about anywhere between five to eight times in a recording itself. And then, of course, I will go back and I will listen to those pieces. Now, what you're going to discover when you press this letter M and you you set the marker on the actual audio itself, you will have to go back and you will have to notice and note that the point of contact, or I'm sorry, the point of content that you're going to be editing probably happens anywhere between, uh, or I'm sorry, before the actual marker itself or after the marker itself. But you'll just know exactly what you're trying to edit because you have already recognized it in your mind what you need to edit. So using this marker tool comes at a huge, huge benefit. So let's come back to the main point, all right? So number one, I edit for content alone. 
That's it. I edit for content. When I jump out of the recording and it's all finished, the next step I'm obviously going to take is that I'm going to save it immediately. I do not want anything to be deleted, even though if there is a an accidental deletion, I will be able to use the command Z function because that will bring my audio back on a PC. It would be control Z. But I will save this file immediately. And when I go in and I save it, so this is number two, when I go in and I save my audio, I always save it as the name of the person or the topic that I'm going to be speaking about, and I always add the word raw. So it could be, say, for example, today's topic, how much podcast editing is too much, raw. That's the name of the actual file. So when I have saved it, I save it into a dedicated folder for my podcasts alone, and I start organizing from there. So I've saved it into an actual folder. That folder might be the same title as the podcast itself. How much a podcast editing is too much. That's the name of the folder. And inside that folder is the name of the podcast that is raw. From there, what I do is that I typically have I have to go in and I have to do some audio processing. So for me, I do specific audio processing. I don't do a whole lot of major processing. I look at my podcast as just radio programs. And when you listen to radio programs and just something that I know from my years of being in radio, I know that the the audio that is coming from the radio station is being filtered through different processors, digital processors, being fed to a transmitter, and then that transmitter is obviously sending it out to speakers on the radio, in your car, maybe it's in your office, maybe it's over the internet. But you have to remember that the audio is being filtered so many times on the radio that by the time it reaches the end user, who knows how many times it's been filtered and you get that radio sound, right? But in the beginning, whenever it's whenever you're creating it, it's almost like it's a raw sound. And I like to make mine sound a little processed, but a little raw. And so I utilize the tools inside the effects rack of Adobe Audition. Podcast editors who go in and they are trying to uh, generally get the right decibel level for their podcast struggle with normalizing and equalizing. But what people don't realize within Adobe Audition is that there are already effects inside of Adobe Audition in the effects rack of the waveform uh, screen. And you can go ahead and you can set certain effects for the entire podcast to where it levels out all of the audio for your podcast. This is, this is just common practice that I've learned over the course of the years that I've been doing podcasting. So what I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to press the M button right now on my keyboard. And what I'm going to show you is I'm going to show you how I process my audio in Adobe Audition and what the audio would sound like unprocessed. So this is an example of unprocessed audio you can hear that the audio 
level and decibel level is not as loud and it doesn't sound as rich. This is what unprocessed audio sounds like. I'll press M, that's an example. And now you can hear back into what processed audio sounds like within the podcast. So this processing doesn't take very long. In fact, this processing within the effects rack of uh, Adobe Audition, it only takes probably maybe, I would say 15 seconds at most to do this processing on my entire piece of audio to get the decibel levels all to sound right. If you listen to any one of my podcast episodes, any one of my YouTube videos, they are all at the same decibel level. They are always at negative six decibels. I don't know what that is. There's, a, there's also the loofs. You might hear it as loofs, but I just use the decibel level uh, metric or whatever, you know, the, the, how, how you would measure that. So, Number one, I'm going to edit for content by using the marker button. Number two, I'm going to save my podcast as a raw podcast. All right. So once I've saved it as a raw podcast, then what I'm going to do is number three, I'm going to apply an effect. Now, there's many different effects that you can use inside of um the effects rack, I can't look at it right now because I'm recording in Adobe Audition, but from what I remember, uh, you can use a podcast microphone effect, you can use uh, you know, flat, uh, a flatter sound, there's different effects that you can use. And these effects mainly are can be used when you're doing more sound design. When you're doing something that sounds more like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe you're creating a movie or maybe you're creating some type of audio storytelling process with different sound effects. You can use these effects racks on individual sounds themselves. So very small sounds, but I happen to use one of those effects for my podcast and that will be probably Smashed Dynamics. It's either Smashed Dynamics or it's uh, the podcast voice function. So when I apply this to the entire podcast, my audio and my guest audio are all boosted up to about negative six, and it brings in that rich sound. Now, this this is a this is a topic that has to be shown, and I can't really express it to you inside of an audio podcast. But what you will learn is that when you are applying these effects to one full podcast, you can go in and you can change the individual uh, individualized effects that make that one effect. If that makes sense. So let's take, for example, the podcast editing effect. Now, I'm just doing this off of memory, and I might make some of this stuff up, all right? So if I choose the podcast microphone effect inside the effects rack inside of Adobe Audition, you can see that after you've applied, or actually once, once you select that effect, you have not applied it yet, you've selected it, you can see which processes are running just below that and it'll show like there might be a dynamics processing processor that's going on right there. You might see that there might be an amplify process going on. You might see that there is, I don't know, a gate on one of the processes. Now I'm just making it up, but you will be able to see this and it's gonna be numbered one, two, three, four, five, and you're going to see a power toggle on or off button. And when you see each and every one of these effects to make this one podcast mic effect, that's the title of it, that's what it takes to make solid 
uniform audio. Okay. So number one, we're editing for content as a recap. We're editing for content. Number two, we are going to save the podcast as its raw form. And number three, we are going to apply an effect on it to normalize the sound in the effects rack in Adobe Audition. Once I have set this effect on my audio, I go into number four and I resave it again as, say, how much podcast editing is too much, but if it's, instead of it saying raw, I now call it processed. So I will save this again and I'll have now two versions in my folder. One is the raw version and the other is going to be the processed version. And this processed version is what I work with the most. So I'm going to be working with this the most in my workflow. So after I've gone ahead and I've saved it again, then I go in and typically what you will see inside of podcast recordings is that you're going to see there's going to be uh, at the ends, you're going to see at the beginning, you're going to see, you know, dead air typically before you start recording the podcast. And at the end of the podcast, what I would recommend that you do is you leave a little bit of dead air after. So you have these spaces that are on the end. Then from there, and it just is going to depend on the environment in which you are recording. And in the environment that you're recording, maybe you're recording in a room that is a little more echoey. Maybe you're recording in an environment that's more outdoorsy. Maybe you're recording in an environment where there's fans running in the background and you can hear that floor noise going on. Well, there may be a process that I add into these steps where I am removing noise. And those dead air pieces that exist inside of my audio, I go ahead and I do a noise capture and then I apply the noise capture. I'm sorry, I, I then what I do is after I noise captured it, then I go in and I do a sound remove process. And once I've done this sound uh, remove process, what it has done, it has captured the noise that I want to eliminate through the entire piece of audio. And I apply it to the entire piece of audio and it removes probably the noise floor. It removes maybe some, uh, I don't know, maybe it removes the air or the wind that has been blowing in the background. But I will say this, it's imperfect. But if you're trying to remove specific sounds that are more constant in your recording, Constant sounds meaning a noise floor, like a fan running in the background. You can't, and that's a constant noise that is going on in the background. I go through and I remove that. Sometimes I'll remove the reverb in, a, in my podcast. So you hear that there is kind of reverb in this room. Sometimes I'll remove the reverb inside of my podcast. So that's the process. I'll go through, and this all takes me probably within the amount of time that I'm utilizing these tools inside of Adobe Audition, this has taken me probably five minutes. Tops, tops, just to get my podcast to sound the way I need it to sound. So I do the recording, number one. I do the recording and I'm going to edit for content by being an active podcast marker editor. So I'm gonna mark points in my podcast by using the letter M inside my keyboard. Number two, I'm going to stop the recording and save it as a raw file. 
how much podcast editing is too much raw. I should probably note in this section, on this point, I always save it as an MP3 file. If you're saving it as a WAV file, that's great. But what you will discover is that if you're saving as a WAV file, those WAV files on a one-hour podcast chew up so much drive space on your computer that you will run out of space. And let's be real. You're recording a podcast. You're not recording a music album. If you're recording a music album, I would say different story. You need to be recording in Wave. But I would be saving everything at at least 256 kilobytes per second in MP3 format. Does it need to be in stereo or, or mono? I would say if you're just recording voices, you can record it in mono. But if you're recording music, you need to be recording in stereo. So this is all; these are all processes in Adobe Audition that I'm using. So then we jump into the next step, of course, after we've saved as an MP3, then I go in and I start running some processes. So I run a process, I can apply the podcast microphone, the Smash Dynamics, whatever it may be, the radio announcer voice effect, and then I can go ahead and save it. Then I can go ahead and number four, remove any constant noises. This takes me probably five minutes, less than five minutes, just to get to that point. Then when I wanna edit for content, I can go to every one of those markers and I can decide which piece of content that I want to remove or eliminate. Depending on how many markers that I have listed inside of my audio editing so uh, uh, recording, this could take me anywhere between five to 10 minutes, tops. That's it. So that's really all it is. So let me jump back to the topic of the question or the topic of today's podcast. How much podcast editing is too much? Well, it depends on your philosophy. If you're like me, I like to edit for content and I like to edit for sound. That's what I like to edit for. My edit jobs on my podcasts, because I have a little more advanced, uh, I have a little more advanced uh, processes in my podcast. But once I have set up those advanced processes in the meantime, it still takes me anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. If I'm just doing a one take Charlie podcast and I want to publish it and get it on out there, that's it. So once I've implemented these pieces and I've implemented them into a template on my Adobe Audition, then I can go ahead and save it as an MP3 in stereo and publish it. That's, that's as simple as it's going to get. So it's up to you on what you want to serve, what do you want to choose as editing for your podcast. My best advice that I can give you is that you prepare ahead of time and you prepare the content by writing questions down or writing points down on a notebook, knowing what you want to say and expressing those into the microphone. And if you make a mistake, be an active podcast editor and press the M button in Adobe Audition. This may be something that exists inside of Audacity, may be something that exists inside of GarageBand. As for the other processes, I can't tell you that those processes exist inside of GarageBand or Audacity, but these processes exist in Adobe Audition. 
and the editing platform is meant to keep you out of the platform. So that's where I want to go to this next step right here. Or this is the next point that I want to make. You should not be spending this much time editing your podcast. You should be spending minimal amount of time editing your podcast, knowing that you have already created content that you can share that is going to be valuable to your audience, but you should also study the DAW that you are going to use. You should study the processes that will make it easier for you to get out of the program as opposed to staying in the program. Editors at the radio station who create all the sound branding and design they want to spend as little time in the tool itself so they can focus on getting to other pieces that they have to work on. So a tool is meant to help you. It's not meant to hinder you. You have to use the tool because it's going to make the job easier, right? So I want you to spend as little time in the program when you become more seasoned, but I would say that if you're going to want to learn how to edit a podcast much faster, you have to learn and understand and know the processes of that program. You have to know where to find the effects. You have to know where to raise the levels on your piece of audio. You have to know what gains mean. You have to know what the difference between a gain, a volume, and an output is. And you'll notice this inside of Adobe Audition when you go through a certain you know, trainings. So I hope this makes sense is that when it comes down to editing a podcast, how much podcast editing, editing is there and how much can be too much? Well, there can be way too much and you're focusing on the wrong things to edit. You're focusing on the inconsequential things that make podcast editing so laborious. Filler words, dead air spaces, pregnant pauses, whatever it may be. That's taking up too much of your time and that's those are unnecessary pieces. That's just my opinion. There's going to be someone out there that'll probably say, you know, uh, you, you spend too much time uh, focusing on the sound. Well, you know what? I would like to say that if you, there is that disagreement in philosophy, I've been doing the radio game for 21 years I've heard this sound over and over and over night after night doing my air shift and knowing what sound means to people and what it means in terms of will they recognize the little swallow that I made because I drank some water or if I'm just going to leave it in. I'm not editing out those little things. I'm leaving those things in. It makes my podcast sound more human. It makes my podcast sound more organic. Now, if I were to create a journalism-style podcast, yes, I would probably be editing certain things out, you know, uh, taking a sip of water, uh, maybe removing some filler words, just depends. And that might require more editing. It's going to require more insertion of music, more insertion of sound effects. Studying all of the audio that has been collected to develop a story. So the editing process might be more involved. But for an interview style podcast, if it's just you and a couple of your buddies getting together, sitting around in the middle of a, of a table and you're talking about beer, 
there's the likely chance that you will not need to do that much editing unless maybe someone says something super offensive and you need to cut that part out. Or maybe someone says something that just didn't really relate to the conversation. You might need to take that part out. But that's my philosophy. So you have to choose what your philosophy is going to be all about when it comes down to podcast editing. So I hope I've given you some helpful tips here uh, with what it looks like in terms of podcast editing. I've not given you the full picture and the full scope of my editing process because I did mention that there were templates that I create and those are more advanced plays. But I want you to know and get and understand, get to the point to where you can see that I don't focus on inconsequential things within my podcast. I don't focus on the little, little detailed things that most people won't even notice. I don't focus on those things. I focus on the content. I focus on the sound. I focus on my own personal delivery of the content. And that's what I believe that you should be doing for yourself and your podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it right there. I don't know how I'm going to release this, uh, if I'm going to release this early or if I'm going to release this uh, way later down the line. Uh, Likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have gotten it early and uh, you've got a little more information that's on your hands. So I hope that this information can really help you out. But this is really just my process. Now, there's going to be a video that is going to accompany this particular podcast episode itself that I want to share onto YouTube. It's probably going to be more abbreviated. It's going to be probably 10 minutes or so because I got I got to get through certain points of the video itself in hopes that someone can go ahead and uh, learn more about it. So uh, I hope that you found it very interesting and uh, valuable. So if you have any questions about Adobe Audition or uh, how you know I edit my podcast, you can go ahead and reach out to me at thepodcasttherapist.com and I'm more than happy to read uh, reach out to you via email or or actually you reach out to me via email and I'll respond back via email or you can leave voicemail and I will answer back to you. So uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate it and we'll be talking to you next time. Take care. Cast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.